Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. And I want to let you know that it is time to get out and vote. Come on. Hey, you live in this country. We're blessed to have the right to vote, and we honor those who put their life on the line so we can have that freedom and still protect it today. And listen, no vote, no voice. So we have impartial uh, voter guides out there, or unpartisan, what's the word in there? Nonpartisan for you out there. But the best voter guide there is is your Bible. All right, take time. Come on. Believers, we need to get out and have a voice. Amen? So do that. And then last week, we handed out some of these things at the Welcome That's at the Welcome Center as well as we handed these out uh, called the Blessed Life. It's just a handout on scriptures about your finances and prayers that you can pray and stand in faith. Amen. Hey, next week, you don't want to miss next week. I'm actually leaving tomorrow with a Tree Life group. Uh, we're going to Israel. We'll be gone actually next Sunday, but I know it's okay. Uh, next, it's okay. I'm coming back. Uh, but on next Sunday, next Sunday, I'll be uh, filming in Israel at a couple different sites. I just have a message on my heart. I'm going to kind of bring that to life while being there. Then we're going to send it on to our guys. They're going to show it on Sunday. So you'll have everything, the regular thing. And when the message time comes, I believe God's going to put together a really great message from the Holy Land for all of us. Amen. So come on out next Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun to do that. And you don't want to miss it. Amen. All right, get your Bibles out. Let's get ready for the word. Are you ready for the word? Amen. For those of you that aren't, you will be soon, I promise. Hey, listen, we have been in a series, and this is actually the end of it, week five, and it's a different message today. We'll get to it in just a minute. I want to just look at a couple scriptures that we've already studied, and one new one from the past. Uh, we took this month, of, the month of October, rather, to look at this series called The Blessed Life. You need to know God has a good life for you. It's God's intent for his people to walk in his blessings. And that can mean a lot of different things, and a lot of people put their own interpretation and spins on it. But the reality is, God wants you to be blessed, to have your needs met, and then to be a blessing to other people. And so he created a way that his people can walk in. And so we have to follow his word, be doers of the word, not hearers only, apply the principles of God's word to our life. In this particular area, really, it's been focused primarily on really finances and resources. I know it's a touchy subject because we we have this idea, it's been used and misused and abused from people in my profession, but the reality is God expects us, has a blessing for people that live a life of generosity. And so there's principles in the word attached to generosity that positions ourselves from the blessings of God. And so all of that, though, bottom line, all that is to make a difference in this world for him. He loves the world and is using his church, his people to reach the world. And so he's looking for those that he can trust with resources that we use it the way that he desires for it to be used. And then he has promised to continue to supply those that will provide resources to reach people for the kingdom of God. And so we've been looking at that over the last few weeks today. I kind of want to bring it all together. Let's start in 1 Timothy 6. Here's what the word says again. 1 Timothy 6, our foundational text. This is the apostle Paul speaking to Timothy, a young pastor having him address his church. He says, command those who are rich in this present age, riches in the context of the world. The Bible's written to the world. So in the scope of the world, I believe all of us qualify for that. Uh, Rich in this present world, not to be arrogant nor put their hope in wealth. There's one or two places you're gonna put your hope in. One is wealth. We have a propensity to do that or a tendency to do that. And the Bible says, don't do it there because it's so uncertain, but put your hope in God who changes not. The same yesterday, today, and forever. You can trust him. You can trust him. 
build your life on him who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. He doesn't want you just to give everything so you, you're, the more broke you are, the more holy you are. I don't know why they teach that, but it's not true. And so he wants you to be blessed so you can be a blessing. Enjoy what you have and have some to bless other people. Amen? Verse 18, command them, challenge them to do good. This is not just about finances. This is about everything in your life, your time, your talent. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. The word willing is what we focus on because I believe the real context of all this is coming from motivations and internal delight, not an external obligation. And then it goes say, in this way, when you're generous like that, in this way you lay up treasure for yourself as a firm foundation for the coming age. You're going to be blessed with things in heaven and so that you may take hold of the life that is truly life and you'll be blessed while you're on the earth. It's a win-win. For a believer, a life of generosity is a win-win. God promises that. And so we need to learn to live by his principles and do what he's asking us to do. And he always does his part. And so uh, that was our foundational scripture. Let's take a look here at 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7. Remember this because we have a tendency to forget or to be, need to be reminded, especially when it comes to the area of our resources, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Now, let's understand that the, the uh, metaphor is putting seed in the ground. Sowing, putting seed in the ground. It's interesting that God uh, uses the metaphor of putting seed in the ground because what you give, what you do is seed. And the Bible says when you sow it or you put it in the ground, when you plant it, it comes back exponentially. When you give to God time and resources, he returns that exponentially. It has an exponential impact. Also, understand this. When you put an apple seed in the ground, you just don't get one apple. You get a tree, right? And in the tree are numerous apples and numerous seasons, and in each apple are seeds. Understand the picture God's painting for you and I, that when we live a life marked with generosity as believers, when we sow, we put that in the ground, God has an exponential benefit and blessing for us and those he wants us to reach. Each of you should give, now listen to this, each of you should give what you have decided, say decided. Decided. Don't be moved by my presentation today or the videos or anything like that. Be moved by God's principle. Be a pre-decided giver. We'll talk about that in a minute. He blesses those that have pre-decided. Now listen, spontaneous giving is fun. I enjoy that too. But be pre-decided to be a generous person. You've decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly. Don't be a Scrooge or stingy or tight or under compulsion. Don't let the videos we show bring you to tears and respond out of an emotion. For God loves a cheerful giver. He wants your heart in your giving. So that's what we've been looking at and talking about here in the scripture. And then what happens to those who have decided? What happens to the pre-deciders? Well, he tells us a few scriptures later in verse 11. He says, for pre-deciders, you pre-deciders will be enriched in every way. Say every way. Every area of your life, ideas, creativity, health, relationship, you'll be enriched in every way, pre-deciders, so you can be generous on every occasion, and through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Therefore, people's lives will be changed. Amen? Amen. That is the word of God, and that's what he wants. God says, for those who pre-decide, he'll make them, bless them in every way. Why? Because God loves the earth, and he's trying to change the earth. He's looking for representatives who get it. People who intentionally live a life of generosity. And he blesses us when we do that. Uh, Look what happens with this kind of intentionality and generosity. Uh, People come to Christ. 
He says it right there. People will bring thanksgiving to God. Now, I think because of this passage of scripture that we need to have a generosity plan. And we just, can, can I, it's, it's truth that we don't do things that we don't plan typically, right? I'm going to go on a date with my wife. If I don't put it on my calendar, I tell you, my best intentions never really get done. But I believe we need to have a generosity plan. Let me, let me talk about that today. What does that look like and what is the result of that? Honestly, what I want to do today also is share with you what your predecided or what your spontaneous, whatever it looks like, what your giving has enabled the church to do. Therefore, what you have been able to do in impacting lives around the world. You may not understand it because we necessarily haven't brought all that to you. And there's so many opportunities that you have been a blessing in and so many that you don't even know about. Today, I want to let you know the difference you make when you give that percentage giving and when you give above that in your offerings and designated giving. I want to show you what it looks like here when we give. You simply don't know all that you're doing. I need to do a better job of letting you know. You don't know all the opportunities and maybe even not even how to be a part of all that. So let me give you the first thing in your generosity plan. Number one, I will be intentional in sharing my resources. I will intentionally share my resources. Sit down with your family. Talk about a plan to intentionally share your resources. As God said, be a generous person. Sow the seed. It's very clear in the Old Testament and New Testament that when it comes to sharing your resources, the Bible gives us a principle of percentage giving. It's called the tithe. I talked about that two weeks ago, and even last week we talked about order. The New Testament took it to another level. I can't review all this, but the New Testament took it to another level, adding grace to it. And grace means I go above and beyond what is asked or expected. It means I don't do away with it. It means I take it to the next level and I do it because I get to or I want to, not because I have to. Grace brings it from an external obligation to an internal delight. And the Bible said to bring your tithe or your 10% into the storehouse and that he will bless you. It'll be used to be a blessing to reach people. It will be a blessing to you. In fact, look at 1 Corinthians 16 too. Here's what the word says. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income. He's talking about a percentage, a, so, a sum of money keeping with your income, percentage giving matters, saving it up so that when I come, that no collection will have to be made. What he's talking about here, in both the Old and New Testament, God wasn't looking at the amount, he was looking at the percentage in relation to your income. So it wasn't about equal gifts, it was about equal sacrifice. Understand by God putting a percentage there, that's what tithe means, one-tenth or 10%. He made it equal for everybody. Well, when I make as much as that person, then I'll be willing to tithe. No, that person's responsible for a percentage of theirs, just like you're responsible for a percentage of yours. You give out of what you have, not out of what you don't have, and God's looking at their percentage in relation to your amount, not to anybody else. It's not about the gift, it's about the sacrifice, and for everybody, it's equal. And the reality is, statistically speaking, those who have more give less than those who have less, percentage-wise. And it shouldn't really be that way because the Bible's principle is such that we all can operate and should operate by it. We believe that here at Tree of Life. It's a core value. 37 years and some change this church has been, believe from day one in the percentage giving, and look what God has done. Amen? My family, my life. I'm not telling you to do something I'm not doing. We believe in percentage giving. And then we also believe giving above that and offerings and then designated giving. So this is important because understand this. That's a principle in God's word. Less than 25% of people in church give percentage giving, give a tithe, less than 25%. But the Bible says in Malachi, bring all the tithe into my storehouse so there may be meat in my house or provision. So that means really, honestly, sadly, that the church, the average church, if you will, 
as operating at 25% capacity because it's the provision that comes in that God uses to be a blessing to people, reach people rather, and the good and not all that is, that's, it's good enough because of what God did in my life, but then he blesses me for being a percentage giver. I get to have a part of what's happening here on the earth for God, but yet then he blesses me again. It's a win-win every way you slice it and dice it, the generosity factor in the kingdom of God. And so God has a plan to reach people on the planet. You were reached because of someone's percentage giving. You have places for you and your family to be ministered to and blessed to. And so we need to understand that God has a plan and God has a plan to support your church. Now you have to say that, Pastor. Well, I do because it's in the word. But God's gonna take care of this church. He has for 37 years. When the giving's perhaps been higher than 25% or less than 25%, we've still made a difference on the planet and we still will. But listen, it's to your benefit to get your life in line with God's word and his principles for your family, your benefit. It will expand and bless the kingdom for sure, but you also will position yourself for the blessing. So we have a plan to do that. My wife and I, we have a plan to do that. We live that way. So I wanna encourage you to get with your family, get with your spouse, and commit to be percentage givers. Pray about it, talk about it. Have a plan to support your church. I love my church, so I support it with my intentional percentage giving, so I have a plan. And, and then we talk about offerings above that. When you talk about tithes and offerings, that's a tithe, that's a percentage giving, and then it gets really fun when you give above that. And you give to things like, you, maybe you, you do see an opportunity and you have a burden or a passion for something. And you may have a passion for the things we do in Mexico. You may have a passion for the things we do here. You may have a passion for our outreaches. You may have a passion for India. You may have a burden for that. You may, something may have struck your heart and all of a sudden on Thanksgiving box outreaches $40. You may have a passion or burden to provide one or more of those. Those then are designated above your tithe into offering. And everything that we do comes from that general fund of tithes and offerings. I just want to be super transparent with you today and how we manage your money in line with God's word. And so everything that comes in in tithes and offerings goes into a general fund unless it's designated, an offering designated goes to that specific designation. And out of that, we fund the mission and ministry of the church, whether it be supporting missionaries in India or Mexico or the outreaches here, the Family Life Center, whatever we do here, the, the expenses here to run the ministry come out of that. So it's important to be a percentage giver and give offerings, and then you can designate offerings to specific things if you have a passion and burden from that. And then you're to be as generous as you can where you live and where you work out in the community. Be a blessing in any way that you can. And God honors all that and takes care of that. And in fact, I want to encourage you that the idea of giving even above my tithe offerings enables us to do even the other things beyond just the general fund through the tithe. In fact, you have an insert today and I, and I gave you some information for 2017 missions and outreach. Some of the organizations or missionaries that we support through your general tithes and your offerings and then designated giving. Just some, not all, but just some that we support because you have determined to be a percentage giver and even give above that. You enable this ministry to do what God's called us to do. You can see that listed there. And I just want to let you know because we have a year to look at in 2017 from January, December, that you gave last year. We were able, out of general fund, out of designated gifts, out of offerings, we were able to reach out with $323,505 to missionaries and organizations organizations here and around the world on your behalf. You are making a difference. You are making a difference. We are determined to fulfill God's plan and purpose for Tree of Life Church, and we're getting the gospel out because of your obedience and trust in God through your giving. You're enabling God's word to go around the earth and here on in New Braunfels and the surrounding area. In fact, I want to let you know that uh, a lot of what we do 
um, we need to bring more reports back, but anything that we invest in, um, you have a part in that. I understand this, that you have a part in it. If you've given $1 to something, God attributes things to your account. The Bible says that. If you've sown into it, God does that. So you here in New Braunfels can make a difference around the world, here in the area, but around the world because of your giving, because it comes in together to the local church, and the local church was established by God. Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And when you bring the resources, the provision into the church, and it goes out to fulfill the mission of the church, then it is exponential impact that you have. You can literally make a difference here and around the world through your giving. And so I wanna let you know that this weekend, just today, Sunday, in fact, right now, my brother, Pastor Jeff, pastoring Audible De Vida, is standing up in front of his church celebrating the eighth anniversary of Audible De Vida that Tree of Life has planted and still helps fund in a great measure. Amen? So everything, everything, everything that they do, you have a part in it. In fact, I don't want you to hear it from me. I want you to hear it from him. Hey, guys. Jeff and Sylvia Duncan here in León, Guanajuato, Mexico, and this is your missions update. You guys have been so generous in supporting the ministry here. We could not do what we are doing without your support. This weekend, we're celebrating our eight-year anniversary, eight years of God's faithfulness, thousands of lives impacted by the ministry here, and we want to let you know what your generosity is doing here in Central Mexico. So far this year, uh, through groups that we've had, outreaches, church services, we've had uh, approximately 1,900 people give their lives to Christ, and we've baptized 119 people here in our church. Because of your generosity, we have been able to help over 400 under-resourced families with food, and over 200 families were able to celebrate Christmas with our annual Christmas in the Colonia Outreach, where we gave gifts to the kids and meals for, for the families. And we've worked with over 100 kids in two orphanages where we've uh, provided dental care, clothes, school uniforms, shoes, gifts, backpacks, school supplies, and so many other items they need. Because of your generosity, we have served meals and led programs and activities for special needs school we work with that has 95 students and a food outreach program in the extremely impoverished colonia feeding 120 kids. Because of your generosity, our dream to build our own orphanage, Casa Arbol, which means the treehouse, is now becoming a reality. And we had a groundbreaking ceremony several weeks ago. And we're, we're right now waiting on some permits to be approved so that we can be, begin working on the land and getting it ready for construction. Your generosity has been able to scholarship two Ramos students who are being trained for ministry. In fact, one of, one of the couples who, have, who you've sponsored the last couple of years is going to be planting Arbol de Vida Guadalajara in 2019 and also planting a Rama campus. This year we have 34 students. We're so excited to be able to plant more churches from Arbol de Vida. And this will be our first church plant. We also have another couple that will be planting an Arbol de Vida church in 2019. Uh, we haven't confirmed our location yet. We held our first pastor conference a few months ago, and we had 10 pastors and their teams participate. You guys provided guest speakers and enabled us to have an amazing conference. God has done some amazing things in eight years through your generosity. We have been blessed to work in 10 different colonias this year, sharing the love of God and seeing people surrender their lives to Christ. The best is yet to come. Thank you for your generosity and thank you for investing in what God is doing to reach Mexico. Amen. That's awesome. That's exciting. Amen. Hey, you have a part in that. Every time you give percentage giving or above that, you have a part in that. 
I don't know if you got that, but they had just year to date, January to October, they've had over 1,900 people give their life to Christ. And that's attributed to your account also. See, when you give here to God's program or God's church, then you're able to have exponential impact around the world. And next year in 2019, you heard they're going to launch Audible de Vida Guadalajara and Audible de Vida yet to be determined uh, city there. Uh, also, they're breaking ground for Casa Audible, the treehouse for the uh, Orphanage Family Life Center there that the government gave them the land. Amen. What a blessing in favor of God. But you're a part of that. You're a part of that. Everything you do, everything you give, percentage giving and above that, enables us to support and make a difference around the world. Also, just here in our area, as I, I stood up here last week and talked about uh, the church, or it was two weeks ago, um, Elevate Church in Marble Falls that was planted four years ago that you helped invest and help get started uh, by Pastor Shane and Sandy Winger. They were our children's pastor for three, or I mean, I'm sorry, our youth pastor for three years. And they're doing a great work over there. They were taking up a miracle offering because they have an opportunity to purchase a building after four years of being portable. And then the flood came. And so you were so generous in, in giving towards the flood. We sent resources and manpower there. And Pastor Shane wanted to personally give a thank you. So Pastor Shane and Sandy, let's take a look. Four and a half years ago, we went on a journey. And four years ago, we launched a brand new life-giving church called Elevate Church. And you helped us do that. Yes, it's been such an honor and such a journey that we've been on. For four years, we have been setting up and tearing down every, day. every Sunday for service. And it has been amazing, but we're super excited because we are about to get into our first permanent facility. Come on, so yay. exciting. You guys, right in the middle of when a flood hit our area, you guys jumped in and immediately began to help. And so we just yes. want to say a big thank you. You helped us with your resources, finances. You even sent a team of people down. So we just yeah. want to say a big thank you. Thank yeah. you, Tree of Life Church. Thank you to the staff. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Don and Pastor Jesse. Yes, we're so thankful. Amen. Great things happening because of your generosity. It makes a difference. All of us coming together, pooling our resources together, that seed has exponential impact then. It's important to be a percentage giver and to give above your tithes. So we said things about Family Life Center. You'll see it on our list. There's probably some of you that don't even know what the Family Life Center is, or maybe you hear us say that, and, and what does that do there, and, and who does that? And I want to I share a couple of things about the Family Life Center. Many of you are probably unfamiliar with it, and it does so much. In fact, we could take a couple of services to really try and convey all that the Family Life Center does, but I want to let you know what, what your percentage giving and above that to your uh, offering and the designated giving enables us to do through the Family Life Center. And I want to do it in a way that I'm going to ask you all to get your phone out. I'm going to do a survey. I want to do kind of a, we're going to ask you questions. There's a number you can text to to answer the questions. And I just want to know what you know about the Family Life Center and apologize for what you don't know. We'll do a better job of letting you know because you're making a difference through the Family Life Center. So get your phones out. There's a number. It'll be at the top of the screen uh, that you can text your answer to. So guys, if you'll put the first one up there. I want to know if you know what year was the Family Life Center opened? What year was it opened? You can text your answers to 830-368-0773. Put it to that and then put your answer in the text and hit send and we'll see your responses right here. Was it 1981, 1999, 2008, 2010? When did we create the Family Life Center? And while you're opening it, let me tell you how, I mean, while you're texting that, let me tell you how it came about. Uh, several years ago, I won't tell you when, <laughs> yeah, but uh, there was an organization called the Community Service Center here that was doing great ministry and then it lost its funding and could not keep its doors open. We 
were some of the partners. And then it was around this time of the year that they facilitated the Christmas gift program for hundreds of kids that were under-resourced. And so because they were shutting their doors, we felt that that could not happen. They needed to still, there needed to be a way to facilitate the Christmas gift program. So we jumped in to take the responsibility and said, we will take the lead in facilitating this program so kids can be blessed at Christmas. Little did we know what that would turn into as God touched our heart through that program. And so for I'll tell you now, go ahead and vote in five, four, three, two, one. So in 2008, (laughs) we took that on and we established a family life center. And so 10 years ago and 10 years, I'm telling you what, you have made a difference all over this area through your giving. In fact, let me tell you what difference you've made. So we took that on, started with the Christmas gift program. We took that on 10 years ago and it's continued to grow ever since then. So the next question is this, in 2017, from January to December last year, how many families do you think were served through the Family Life Center? How many families were served? And you can see that insert. There's so many ways that we serve families, and it continues to continue to add to it. How many families? And while you're doing that, I want to let you know that when the Family Life Center was created, the heart was not just to be um, um, a ministry of Tree of Life Church, but we wanted greater impact because the needs were greater than just we could manage or facilitate. And so we, we launched it out and connected with other organizations and churches. And can I tell you, it is an amazing thing to be able to stand here today and tell you that the Family Life Center is not supported just from Tree of Life, but many secular organizations, faith-based organizations, numerous churches in this town support the Family Life Center. So it's a church supporting another church's outreach program. Can I tell you, that is unheard of. That is amazing. The community we live in, the people that have come together to help the mission of the Family Life Center make a difference. And one of the reasons why, because it touches so many families. In fact, in 2017, 2,442 families were served in 2017. 24, over 2,400 families in 2017 were served impacting over 7,603 individuals last year. You helped be a part of that through your giving and generosity. Let me ask you this question. So how many pounds of food do you think were distributed to families in 2017? How many pounds of food were distributed in 2017 to families? Now, we have a number of outreaches that do food distribution. In fact, every week, every Thursday, there's a distribution of bread. And one Thursday a month, we partner with the San Antonio Food Bank and distribute to numerous families uh, every month. And then, of course, you know the big Thanksgiving outreach. People come almost every day during the week to our food pantry that your the items that you purchase out there or that you give towards goes to help people that are under-resourced with food. And let me say this, um, I love that you can bring those items in, but even a designated gift to the Family Life Center that Kate Scott, our director, and our partnership with the San Antonio Food Bank, they can buy pounds of food for pennies on the dollar. And so it can maximize, again, that seed has maximum potential there, exponential potential. But here, in um, 2017, 199,526 pounds of food went out from our Family Life Center last year. That's incredible. Almost 200,000 pounds, which means almost 100 tons. And if you're like me, I can't even fathom what 100 tons are, but we got you covered. 100 tons is, let me see, we got that guy, so let me see, 100 tons, we got the graphic up here. Is it working, is it working, do I have to, 100 tons is, there we go, that's our pounds of food, almost 100 tons. 15.35 African bull elephants, come on, everybody can understand that, right? I don't know. Hey, listen, that's a lot. 
It's a lot of food, <laughs> no matter what, right? Amen. And let me ask you one more. How many kids received gifts through the Family Life Center's Christmas gift program last year? It's coming up soon. You've already saw the announcements for it, how you can get involved. You can go to the Family Life Center table. But last year, how many kids from under-resourced families? And listen, the Family Life Center does a great job going through and finding the needs. And you can understand the importance of that because there's, there's some people that like the system, and there's some people that have real needs. And so the Family Life Center is an amazing job. Actually, it's kind of a clearinghouse for the community to help find and, and identify the needs and, and connect people to the resources. So last year, 2017, the Family Life Center helped facilitate the Christmas gift program, reaching 1,806 kids. 661 families were blessed. Come on, let's give a big shout out. Amen, that's awesome. Come on. Probably what you don't know is your giving is making a huge difference. That's God. That's how God set it up. God set it up that way. That bring that into the storehouse so there may be meat or provision. And out of that, God has the ability to exponentially uh, make an impact with what we can give, our percentage giving. So don't discount anything that you give and give above that. And you can give that and generally just give that offerings above your tithe. You can give missions and out of there, we're able to fund and distribute as needed. That helps fulfill the vision and purpose of this church and you do that. Let me share something with you that also one I want to make you aware of that's probably not as exciting maybe as the other two areas, tithes, offerings, and designated giving. But uh, we do have a capital fund here at Tree of Life Church. Um, we had a capital campaign several years ago. It enabled us to do a few things. Many of you still give to the capital fund, and that enables us to do the uh, improvements. A add on to the facility as we grow and our needs increase so we can minister to more people and families, and also to maintain what we have. I mean, you guys know a lot, of, a lot of people aren't really super excited about maintaining things, but they need to be maintained. Also, we like to build new things, but then we have to also take care of what we have. And so your, the capital fund giving enabled us to uh, redo the floor in the main lobby, which is amazing. The bathrooms in the uh, the countertops in the bathrooms helped us do a couple of things like, hey, if you came out to the torrential monsoon downpour at our <laughs> fall fest, then uh, we had the drive-through, Porter Cashier over the kids' ministry, had just been completed, and then the rain came, so we're thankful. So capital improvements happen uh, based on your giving or designated above your tie to the capital fund, but also we have some needs that are coming up in the future that you're enabling us by just giving above your tie to that fund to do. So here's a, a picture of what we currently have. You can see the big building at the very top right. That's a multi-purpose room that we built not long ago and enables us to do lots of different ministry out of there. And then um, now what we're looking to do would be this next slide, guys. What we're looking at right next to that, the yellow bathrooms, we need restrooms there because we could use that building more often if they didn't have to go all the way down to the kids' wing or all the way over here to use the restroom. So we can build some restrooms there. It'll enable us to use that facility for many other functions. But look on the bottom line where you see tree, kids, wing. That big rectangle uh, box there that's colored in yellow has two lines in the middle. It currently is one big room, but we want to put two walls up and make it three rooms because we don't believe in childcare here. We believe in children's ministry. We're not here just to throw your kids in a room so you can come be over here. We want to teach them the things of God and Jesus, and we want to impart the Bible and faith in them. So we need to divide that up into three so we can have some more focused ministry happening with your kids. And if you'll look two squares over, you'll see... Um, the box, it has three little boxes stacked and the one next to it. That's really one 
room right now. It was the children's ministry offices. But what we feel has been a burden in my heart, part of the vision of Tree Life Church, is to create a family support area. And what I mean by that is we're going to take the three offices and take the walls out of the middle and make it like a family support room. The other side of that, we're going to make a crash and bump room. And, and the importance and value of that, it is for a place where kids that get overwhelmed, overstimulated can come and find a chance just to relax and calm down. And then hopefully we can reintegrate them back into their classrooms. Because we just live in a world, whether it be through, um, people don't like this term, I don't know if that's a proper term, through special needs, needs or people that kids just get overwhelmed with crowds and high sensory thing. So we're gonna create a low sensory room with a buddy system that we can get kids in there to help them just kind of get control again, calm down, that they'll be taught one-on-one during that time and then reintegrate them back into their class because we don't want to isolate, we want to reintegrate. At the same time, the families can come and sit in the family room where there'll be a monitor having the service so they can still be a part of the service. At the same time, there'll be a a way that they can look into the room and if they need to intervene or or jump in there with their kid, they can and hopefully get them back, reintegrate them and get back to service. So, hey, me think that's a great idea. What a great blessing that's going to be. It's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, at Fall Fest, in fact, at Fall Fest, we had a room, a low sensory room. We had a lot of families and kids in there, and it was such a blessing because that's a lot of activity out there. And let me also say this because I think this is one of the great benefits. Sometimes if a family that has a child that gets overwhelmed can't be in service like that because there's not uh, someone that's capable of doing it or a facility to do that. Even the siblings sometimes have to miss out on service. And, and if we have a room that we can address those needs and try and reintegrate them, then the rest of the family can enjoy, whether it be siblings or parents enjoy service. And so now, when the capital funds are designated there, then that's what we're going to use those funds for. I want to let you know that we're here to make a difference. Amen. We're not here just to do church. We're here to reach the lost and hurting people. And so your tithe, your percentage giving, you're giving above that in your offerings, your designated giving, your capital fund giving enables us to do it. Your gift pooled with all the others and added faith to it and God's power changes things, amazing things around the world. And I wanted to let you know that this morning. So every time you have an opportunity, consider that. Have a generosity plan. The first one was with my resource. Number two, I will intentionally share my time. I will intentionally share my time because remember that scripture said not just your resources but your good deeds so God not only needs resources to fund his kingdom if you will he needs people people that will do the work of the ministry we need that here just talking about the fall fest we had over 2,500 people during a torrential downpour that night that were able to participate because we had the cover and the people 2,500 families or people rather coming out but here's a number that really I love more than that we had 300 people serving 300 people coming out. Amen. That's, come on, that's 300 people that gave of themselves, gave of their time to serve other people, to put hands and feet to the gospel. And here's the power of all that. Here's the power of all that, that we facilitated that one person, 30 minute shift facilitated 2,500 plus people getting ministered to in some capacity. Again, it's that when you put that seed in the ground, it returns exponentially, the impact and the blessing that it brings. And so we, we, we need you to participate with us and be a part of it. I don't know if you understand, know this or not, but every Sunday morning, it takes 200 plus volunteers to make this happen. 200 volunteers make this happen so people can come and have a spiritual encounter, have a, a worship experience. 200 people are serving in some capacity all throughout both these services to make it happen. That's why we say here at Tree of Life, serve one, worship one. That come and have a, a spiritual encounter, a refreshing experience for yourself, and then serve and create and facilitate an environment for somebody else. 
And can I tell you, if you ask people that serve consistently, their favorite service will probably not be the one they sat in, but probably the one they served in. Because there's just something God does when you give yourself to bless other people. It's how God created it. It's amazing. So we need you to get on board. We call it the all-star team. How do I do that? The all-star team. So we call our volunteers because they're not just volunteers. They're all-stars. They make the teamwork makes the dream work. They make it happen week in and week out. Because otherwise, all we do is have a good vision and a good idea. If we don't have people that will buy in and serve alongside and make it happen every week. We'd love for you to be a part of that in some capacity and, and help us fulfill the mission and vision of Tree of Life Church. We also have outreach teams. We have more groups forming. In fact, in 2019, you'll see things like Serve Saturday once a month, that if you, have, if you have it in your heart to reach out and help people and take care of them in different ways, shapes, or form, whether it be a, black, a bag of blessing or resources you can see on the family life table, or you're going and, and helping do someone's lawn or helping a, a single mom or whatever it is, or, or being a blessing, being the hands and feet of Jesus, we're going to have Serve Saturdays once a month coming in January, and you can get signed up on outreach teams, visiting someone, being a blessing. There's so many opportunities coming and let me just say this, like this Saturday, in fact, this past Saturday here at our campus, we had uh, 40 uh, National Guardsmen, 30 to 40 National Guardsmen out here serving to get our warehouse ready for our big food distribution. Come on, let's give a shout out to our National Guardsmen. Man, come and give another time. They're giving another time. And I don't, even know if, I don't even know if any of them come to the church. But they might now, after this, that opportunity to connect. But they were out here. Come on, there's serving opportunities everywhere. You need to get involved and give of your time. Can I tell you, sometimes our time is more invaluable than our resources. But God honors that. God blesses back, multiplies back unto you that as well. There's all kinds of events that are happening. You saw the outreaches coming up. You can get signed up and plugged in for all that. Again, there's a Family Life Center table out there. But I want you to be intentional with your resources, your giving. I want you to be intentional with your time. Come up as a family. Make plans as a family. Serve as a family. Get connected in that capacity. And number three, I will intentionally share Christ. Because really, that's what it's all about. Because 199,000 or 200,000 pounds of food is great, but without Christ, they still die and go to hell. But 200,000 pounds of food with Christ, come on, that's what we're talking about. We're not giving people just food, we're giving them Jesus also. Coming and serving in some capacity, handing out candy at a game, we're not just giving them candy, we're giving them Jesus also. Come and serving, giving your time, you're not just giving a couple hours, you're giving Jesus to people, and therefore people are coming to Christ, which is what all this time and resources are all about, people coming to Christ. So really the most exciting figure on this page is at the bottom under 2017 missions and outreach at the very bottom under salvations the tree of life church just last year in 2017 from january to december and all the outreaches that we held 2008 people gave their heart to jesus 2008 people whose eternity was changed forever 2008 people who were going to hell and now are going to heaven amen that's what the resource, that's what the time is all about. And so far, year to date, just this alone, from January to October, 10 months in 2018, 1,596 people gave their heart to Jesus. Amen? That's what it's all about. Oh, let me say this. That number actually is now 1,600 after first service. We had another four raise their hand to come to Jesus. So 1,600, an update right there, right now. Listen. You're making a difference. It's what it's all about. And doesn't it just make sense? If God loves this world and wants more than anything to reach this world, he's going to resource the people that will allow themselves to be generous on their giving and of them time. That's exactly what we would do. I mean, you know, what we talk about here is the scripture we all know, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world and we love God, don't we? God so loved the world and we love God. Therefore, we love what God loves. 
If you don't love the world, then go back and reflect on your love for God because you can't love God and not love what he loves. And if he loves the world and is trying to reach the world and you love the world, then you should be trying to reach the world. And God set up a system. If you'll do it through your giving, the principle of giving, generosity of your resource and your time, guess what? God says, I'll take that and make an exponential impact to reach the world, but I'll also bless you. Why? So you can keep being a blessing. He's going to resource and bless those who have shown themselves to be interested in what he's interested in. We would be no different. We don't live our life any different with our kids, with our lives. Matthew 9, 36 through 37 says this, Jesus speaking. He says, when he saw Jesus, saw the crowds, he had compassion. He's looking over a crowd. His heart was moved on them because they were harassed and helpless, lost and hurting, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Oh, if we will get this and have the heart of Jesus. It says his heart was moved with compassion because they were harassed and helpless, lost and hurting. Then take a look over here in Mark 1. I think it's Mark 1. Mark 1, verse 40. Jesus again saw a leper. A leper came to him, came to Jesus, imploring Jesus, kneeling down to Jesus and saying to Jesus, if you are willing, Jesus, you can make me clean. Verse 41 says, then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. What moved the heart of Jesus was the condition of lost and hurting people. People in need, what should move the heart of you and I is the condition of lost and hurting people. That word compassion is so key. Here's what compassion means. Compassion means awareness of the misfortune of another accompanied with the action to relieve it. In other words, it's not just enough to have a heart for lost and hurting people. It should move us or spur us to activity. Because compassion says, not only do I have a heart for the lost and hurting those in need, I'm going to do something about it with what I have. And Jesus gave us guidelines to do that with. We don't have to guess or figure out how. We can follow his word. He laid it out and spelled it out for us. Awareness and action. Today, I wanted to help make you aware of some things that we're able to do and opportunities for action so we can be generous and compassionate, compassionate church. Here's what I had this illustration come to me this morning, John, if you don't mind. Thank you. You could have thrown it. I'm, I'm not Tim Duncan, but I'm not Don Duncan, but it's a distant, distant cousin. Uh, I was thinking about this. You know, this basketball, Susie this morning ran to Walmart to get this basketball for me. And this basketball in my hand is really worth about 25 bucks because I'm not a basketball player. I mean, it's just not really, I love it. I'll just shoot hoops. I'm not a basketball. I can dribble a little bit. I can, but, but in my hands, it's really worth about 25 bucks. But if you give this basketball to LeBron James, Come on, LeBron James, who grew up learning basketball, studying basketball, training, who grew up every day of his life practicing and trying to get better and trying to improve his game. He grew up and, and eat, sleep, and drink basketball. You put this basketball in LeBron, this $25 my hand basketball, I give it to LeBron, and his hands is worth millions. And my hands, I can do some fun, and I can do a lot of good things and entertain myself for a time, but I'm really limited. But in LeBron's hands, because he knows basketball, because that's who he is and what he does, there's exponential impact. I'm telling you, our resources our time in our own hands, we can do some good, but when we give them to God and we give them to God's church that's been raised up, trained up, equipped, built to reach this lost and hurting world, it goes farther. There's greater impact than ever could be for ourselves because Jesus built his church and Jesus equips his church. God has his hand on, God's ordering and directing, and so our seed has exponential impact. In our hands, it's limited, and do the good you can, but if you'll give it and release your resources into God's hands and God's work, the sky's the limit. 
Impossible things become possible. Because that's the mission of the church. And that's why God brings us all here. So we can bring our $25 basketball and use it for greater good. And that's how it works. Let me give you this here, John. All right, that's pretty good. And they hit you in the head or... 2 Corinthians 9.11 says this, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Your percentage giving, your giving above that, and your offerings, your designated giving, it makes a difference. People's lives are changed forever. Our best days lay ahead. I'm excited about the next two months. We still got two months left in this year to make a big impact, to reach people with our percentage giving, and then above that, with our t- uh, offering, and then designated giving, and with our time, we have two months to make even bigger impact. I love that idea. God is a good and faithful God. He has a good plan for our lives. He brought us here for a purpose and mission greater than ourselves. Let's not keep that in our own hand. God can take that and do so much more. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.